Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Did you ever want it? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Big Little Shrine, the official first episode of our brand new podcast talking about all things Big Little Lies, the officially unofficial Big Little Lies podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm Brendan. I'm Rebecca. Now, you may notice this has come down your Shrine of Judy feed again. And (laughs) we apologise, but there's absolutely no excuse. We just don't have our shit together. We were meant to um, send a teaser trailer off to Apple because they need to approve all the audio. So you can't just put up a podcast that says mad stuff on their platform. Even though that is what we do. Yes, we didn't do that in time. (laughs) No. Because everything with this has been like severely 11th hour decisions being made. (laughs) We still don't have a theme song. Um, (laughs) Brendan is trying to persuade me and Rebecca that he's going to sing it for us and it's going to be his rendition of It's Cold Little Heart. Cold Little Heart, yeah. 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 What did we think? Big Little Lies is back with a bang. Fantastic first episode. Yeah, I loved it. I wanted more by the end. You know, the gift that everyone puts up of Madeline in the car being like, I need more. That's how I felt when the credits rolled at the end. It surpassed every single expectation I had. And actually, speaking of Cold Little Hearts, they did change the opening sequence a little bit. But will I tell you what I did? Go on. What did you do? So I had a real long day. I've had a mad week, right? There's loads going on. Rebecca knows because she's sick of me going on about it beside her and work, right? So I think it was like, midnight that I got to sit down the other night had my chocolate had my cup of tea was on the couch locked everyone out door locked she everything. actually locked the door in her house so no one would come in locked during the show. you barricaded yourself into the sitting we room we don't do that but I was like this is the moment I've been looking forward to I can't believe it's back Meryl right sit down download it off Sky Atlantic wait for it to download fast through a couple of the ads watch the whole thing then on my head I'm making notes right and I'm like god 
it's it's an unusual decision that they didn't update um any of the opening sequence. I'm like, that's unusual that they're all still doing the dance from trivia night. Watch the first couple of scenes. I'm like, okay, okay. Sure, I'm watching season one episode. Ah, uh, stop. And you probably had the chocolate eaten by I then. I was raging. I just watched what? the you first watched 15 minutes of the old the one thinking it was new. Yeah. She put the wrong episode I on. I put the wrong episode she on. She was frazzled. Brandon. She's very busy. How long did it take you to realise? A while. Because <laughs> Madeline was getting into the car and I was like, God, her and Ed are getting on great. And I was like, no, no one really looks like they've aged a day. And then I was like, this is a fucking wrong episode. Jesus. Watch all the ads again. I had to. Fuming. Fuming. But anyway, yeah, they have updated it. The kids look older. They're still doing the kiss into the camera thing, which I like. Yeah. Guys, can we reenact uh, that opening scene? On a night out. On a night out. Yeah, you go up, then uh, Hannah goes up, then I go up. Yeah. How, how long has it been? Like, how much of a gap has there been? Two years. Yeah, February 2017 is when the first season premiered. So, seven weeks after that. So, March 2017 and yes, we're so. June 2019 now. So, over two years. Yeah. Um, Ziggy's got new hair. Cute. Yeah, he seems so much older. Jay has got do. new hair. I yeah. love it. She's getting abuse on social media. Not not sold on it. No, it wouldn't be, be my cup of tea. I think she's got the most beautiful face. I though. think she's so stunning. A fantastic actress. Not there for the fringe. I just think that the fringe just takes away from her natural beauty. It's just too busy. Guys, just before we get into Brandon's fabulous recap, should we have a chat about our social media and what's going on there and the plan going forward? Yeah. Because we changed a few things during the week. We did. So when we started out this podcast, it was called Shrine of Judy and it was completely dedicated to Line of Judy. We had an absolute ball. We didn't want to stop doing it. Um, so we decided to come back and do another show. But then we were like really confused about how to work the social media. Because we were like, what if we want to do another show after this? Are we going to end up with 75 Twitter accounts? Like yeah. I can't. Yeah, we can't be doing that. It's a lot to manage. I don't have my shit together as it is. So what we've decided to do is keep all the social media. We're going to be only going off that. We, You may have noticed we've changed the name. So we're at Trine Pod on all social. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be using those platforms to talk about the show that we're currently watching. Now, this has been very presumptuous that we ever do another show. But say we go on to do. And so at the moment, all our Twitter, all our uh, Facebook and all our Instagram is Big Little Shrine. Yeah. But... Even though this episode is coming down the Shrine of Judy feed yeah. <laughs> on iTunes, it's not going to do that forever. We are going to set up a totally separate feed. So if you, you know, enjoy this and you're watching this show, you can hop over and follow us on Big Little Shrine, which is available on Spotify now because yeah. they're super fast and really quick. No offense, very Apple, efficient at getting their shit together and approving us. And from next week on Apple Podcasts will be Big Little Shrine. Now, that's all of the important grown-up yeah. stuff I had to say, It just say, means that it? if you like Line of Duty, you can still follow that and that'll come back whenever. And if you want to f- come and follow Big Little Shrine for if Big Little If you want to come to Monterey can, with us, yeah. you move over, you, you subscribe can. to that stream. So we will spam you with Big Little Lies on social, regardless of whether you like it or not. But that's tough because it's one of the best shows on TV, so get with it. However... In your feeds on audio, you will have choice whether you want to listen to this or not. And the choice is yes, because Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon are in a TV show together. So, yeah. 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 Okay, great. I'm glad we cleared that all up because it is a bit confusing. And we obviously as well, when we set out and we started the podcast, we just did it for the crack with Line of Duty and we didn't think anyone was going to listen. And then we love doing it so much. We love chatting to each other in the dark in a room every week. So we just decided to go with a different show and we hope that you guys come with us. Yeah. 
But like, if you're not into Big Little Lies, then we're not going to piss you off. We're gonna, we're gonna exactly. do a different channel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brendan, give it to us. Okay. Season two, episode one. We're in Monterey. We are. So episode one of season two opens with pictures of each of the Monterey Five, as they're now known, glaring across the beach. Uh, We see flashbacks of the fundraiser night uh, with a little more detail about what happened than we first saw. Um, We see Celeste and Perry having a baby scan. Perry's got a massive cut on his face. Jane is also at the scan. That confused me an awful lot. The scene cuts. Mm. The scene cuts. Meryl, Mary Louise wakes Celeste. The opening moments of the episode we've been watching, Celeste's nightmare. I, I, do you know what? Because I had to watch it twice and it was only on the second watch because I went, oh my God, they had IVF and oh my God, Jane worked in the hospital and maybe they knew each other from years ago. And, like, Watching too much Line of Duty, lads. <laughs> yeah, that's Definitely. what happens when yeah. you watch too much yeah. Line of Duty. But also, it's that mark on his face is it, like... Why Why is she remembering him with the mark on his face? Did I think that's to show us how far back the abuse went. So if we came into season yeah. one and the kids are six, it was showing us that she'd already been through six years of that maybe. To, and it's a very frank way to remind you straight away, straight yeah. in what was going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Mary Louise is Perry's mother, played by Meryl, the icon. She's moved in with Celeste to help with the boys. She says that Celeste said the word rape in her sleep. Now, can we put an asterisk beside that again? Yeah. yeah. We'll come back to that at the very end. Um, so everyone's after their first day of the new school term. So we're, what should we say, two years ahead of where we last were. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's but only set a year after the is event it? or the school year after. This so. is the next it's school year. The school year. It's a school yeah. year. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Okay, we are two years older. They're not. They're not. They're okay, not. great. Um, Mary Louise uh, is in the car with Celeste uh, driving the twins to school and she tells the twins to behave with their mother because they're just acting up the whole time and Celeste can't really cope. Mary Louise is like, behave for your mother. Mm -hmm. Can I just interrupt here? Yeah. And say... Um, that Celeste getting out of the bed and putting on an absolutely stunning coat and going up to do the school run in her pyjamas within four seconds of waking up and looking like an angel. Yeah. It's just something to I wouldn't know what I'd be note. wearing if I was dropping the kids off to school. A dressing gown and like curry stained pyjamas. And, and, and they woke up late on their first day. So yeah, you're definitely not going to... And know. someone did one of those like iconic articles that's like, where are all the looks from Big Little Lies, season two, episode one. And that coat was like 1,700 euro. And she oh, just it looks it. it, on. Looks it. Um, so all, 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 the, all the girls are kind of driving at the same time to the school. Madeline's in the car with Ed. She's in a tizzy telling Ed that moms get judged all over over again at the start of a new school year has she gotten fatter does she look, <laughs> look older, older. <laughs> that was I loved that line yeah they're all the, the, the stresses uh, that she's got in her mind um, now Madeline has got a job in real estate very I'm delighted apt. about she's, this she's loving it oh selling sunset here we come yeah <laughs> raking in the dollar bills she doesn't know why she hasn't done it before now so we did ask that question last week, didn't we? Like, where? We what what sure. did she do? Yeah, she no. So, we uh, we asked where her money was coming from. So she had a part time job with the theatre, yeah, Joe's Theatre, who put on Avenue Q. But we were like, where is the money coming from? Also, sorry, can I ask one more question? And it's about season one. <laughs> like, keep up. Um, <laughs> before, before Perry was killed, yeah. The steps up to the school were sealed off anyway. Why was that? I don't think we ever found out, but in my head, I've just resolved that as a nice character beat to show that Madeline 
doesn't really give a fuck about things and just marched underneath yeah. that regardless. Okay. I think they were do were they doing like repairs on so, them? So yeah, I kind of yeah. just okay. passed it off as Grant. they made that decision to prove a point about her character, maybe. Okay, getcha, getcha. Um so four of the Monterey five all gather outside the school while the kids go in and hug. Bonnie stands on the fringes. Principal Warren hosts a welcoming assembly and gets everyone to sing this silly song about Otter Bay. Afterwards, <laughs> Madeline walks with purpose across the schoolyard. She comments on Warren's service. He says it's an assembly and that a service is like a funeral. He and was then dressed makes... as an otter. <laughs> <laughs> and then he makes a comment about the fundraiser. He's like, you know, like a, a service is like what you'd have for a funeral after the fundraiser, uh, which obviously gets Madeline's back up completely. Another parent offers around cupcakes and Madeline suggests Warren can shove one of them up his hole. <laughs> like I love the shade that she's thrown him he's the patience of a saint doesn't he because he can just take it all he's like oh lovely Madeline great to see you back he doesn't miss a beat turns around and goes are they gluten free <laughs> um, like you asking if they're vegan I know oh I had a vegetarian sausage roll earlier I was starving um, Renata warns <laughs> like, people are going to think we're sponsored by vegetarian sausage roll I like, wish <laughs> I wish call us <laughs> it wasn't the best one now to be honest um, Renata warns the uh, the new school teacher that Amabella was bullied and that he better look out for her oh that mm. was no I was obsessed with that and also when she said that uh, that Amabella was at genius level yeah. <laughs> I was like oh my god <laughs> Um, at this point, we see that Bonnie is basically miserable and withdrawn. Uh, they've been away for the summer, but should the break hasn't done her the world of good at all. If not, she's worse. Madeline drives Celeste to go and get coffee. Another driver pulls out in front of her when they're driving on the way. Um, Madeline sits on the horn so long that Celeste has to remind her to stop. And she just turns around and goes, oh, you know me, once I lean in. She's <laughs> up to 90, isn't she? Like, oh, go, 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 constantly. Also, gorgeous new coffee shop. Yeah, lovely. They're knocking them out of the park. The spots in it Monterey. It looks very nice. It, like I like the look of it. Things think it looks great. I saw that Madeline got a, a chocolate muffin. But where's the other coffee cho- shop? And where's your man? Yeah, I liked yeah. your man. Yeah, so did I. And I liked that Tom. coffee shop. And I thought Tom and uh, Jane were going to get it on. And that's so just did I. yeah. Just that's just an asterisk. Mm. Mm. Um. So they get to this new coffee shop, and um, who's sitting there having coffee outside? Only. Meryl herself, Mary Louise. Mary Louise. So they get there. Celeste pops off to the loo and Madeline is looking for a table and sees Mary Louise sitting there. Mary Louise tells Madeline in no uncertain terms that she doesn't like her. <laughs> very subtle. You're very short. I find little people to be very untrustworthy. I took offence to that. The battle lines are drawn. Like, I took serious offence to that. I'm very short. She goes, you're very short. I don't mean it in a negative way. Maybe I do. <laughs> I find little people to be very untrustworthy. Untrustworthy. And then I also, you know, when they first meet her, she's like, I can't complain. She's like, Madeline's like, how are you? She's like, I can't complain. Actually, I, I can. can. My son is dead. <laughs> like, the right. And she says, I'm tempted to ask you for, the, I'm tempted to ask for the truth. But, uh, I, you know, basically. I don't think you he'll would, give me that. Yeah, I don't think he'll give me that. Oh. Um So uh, Celeste comes back and she's just like, uh, what the hell was that about? And they head off. Uh, Ed, meanwhile, is in the grocery store and literally... No, no, that scene. Shopping for melons and he found a pair. (laughs) (laughs) He literally bumps into some one. I mean, we're supposed to know who she is. Tori, it's Joe's wife. She's Joe's wife. Joseph's wife that uh, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Madeline, had the affair with from the theatre. Oh my God, it is. She's got her tits done. Yeah, that's Distract you from the nose, Brandon. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yes. You were a bit too distracted. I was, clearly. Um, yeah, because she's like, oh yeah, I was always very... She, yeah, he said, oh, I didn't recognise you. She said, I have my breasts done. <laughs> I was always very conscious. And he said, about your chest? No, my nose. Now people don't notice. Poor, I'm sorry, poor Red. He's actually getting it left, right and centre in this yeah, show, no, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... But then he's a snide fucker. No, she looks time. great. A she looks beautiful. Fucker. She looks fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Asterisk on that. There's going to be murder Watch from her that this space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Celeste goes to see her counsellor for the first time in quite a while. Tells her about the nightmare she's been having. The counsellor says, even in death, Perry is a prick. Um, I'm, you know, not. I'm paraphrasing there. Um, suggests that Celeste needs to get a new man. Um, Reb mentioned last week that Jane will have a new love interest this season. According to an article I read online, yes. That's him. I think she's working with him in the aquarium. She yes. is. He's an aspiring marine biologist. Yeah, who's but got all the detail when the kids asked some questions she couldn't answer. And I didn't like when he went up to her on the beach and no, said, are you on one the of beach? them? Yeah. Oh, I said, sit back there, love. Yeah. Yeah, he's where cut out from. His name is Douglas Smith, played by, Cor- no, Corey Brockfield, played by Douglas Smith. Um, Nathan uh, asks Ed to talk to Bonnie about her just being weird oh, and off. Watch that space as well, my love. Oh, Nathan's massively. Nathan. So Nathan says to Ed, he said something along the lines of, oh, you know, you and Bonnie get on, basically. Yeah, maybe you could yeah, talk they to get her. On. Maybe she trusts you. Mm. I've no time for Nathan. And then Ed says to Nathan, like, uh, you've got a problem if you need me to sort out your ex-wife and your current wife. Remember he was checking out Bonnie when she was singing that gorgeous song. Oh, and he went to yoga. He went to her yoga studio. But I'm sorry, who asks their ex-wife's new husband, who you hate, to go and talk to your current wife? Like, it is the strangest, like, it's believable, but I don't get Nathan at all. Um, and then he says, you're being a snide little fuck. And he's like, snide I'm fuck. not being an intentionally snide little fuck. He said, but you are. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in one of the most glamorous scenes of this episode, oh. Renata is at home, poolside, having a glamorous photo shoot for women in business. I? Diana Ross, it's my house. It's my, No, her miming, it's my house. Uh, in that suit that you told me cost how much? Apparently, I've read online it cost seven grand. Oh, and it looks it. Uh, do you know what? I, like, it's worth every penny. Yeah. Oh, to be a woman in power, that shoot. Now, I would buy that magazine. I'd frame that in my wall. Absolutely. Renata looks fantastic. She does. I listened to Diana Ross, It's My House, over and over again while I was doing all these notes. So that's the Love kind it. of humour I'm the bringing playlist to the, is That's the mood I'm bringing to the podcast. Phenomenal. The soundtrack, the soundtrack is yeah. Yeah. Out, out of this world. Yeah. And we'll get to more about that later on in the episode. Oh, go oh. on. I don't really have any juice, but yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, apparently Rob Bank is involved in something to do with the soundtrack you're writing it or yeah something. I think so yeah. oh that's it's really interesting um, meanwhile Madeline walks into her real estate office to find Mary Louise inquiring about a house in the area oh she's not going anywhere she means business yeah round two she, ding ding yeah she's going to hang around so basically she says she wants to help Celeste but you know just get out from under her hair but you know obviously if she's going to rent somewhere or buy somewhere it means she's coming out from under Celeste's feet but she's going to stay in Monterey oh she's taking over the term. town she's yeah. investigating yeah so Mary Louise they, they, they have a yeah a bit more of a ding ding round too but Mary Louise apologises for the cutting coffee comments well, and says that she had an ex-friend that was short literally short in height um, she was just an itty bitty little thing with big bumbly personality that was designed to hide that she was utterly vapid inside <laughs> 
You remind me so much of her. I suppose I punished you for that. That's wrong of me and I apologise. Like, <laughs> This geez. is some of the best writing I've, I've ever, ever read. And then the, the best writing <laughs> delivered by, like, the way that Meryl spits words sometimes. She's just like... It's amazing. Scathing. And put an asterisk on that. I have a fun fact for later on. Brilliant. I think I do as well. I have a few we may be crossing out. Yeah, I feel like you and me all week have been like, I have something to tell you. Oh, we'll wait till till (laughs) we're recording. Abigail throws a strop and tells Madeline and Nathan that she's not going to college at all, ever not happening. Um, Jane meets the co-worker slash love interest surfing on the beach. He says to her, oh, you're one of the Monterey Five, aren't you? She runs off, meets the others in a car. And has a little debrief. So she's she's now freaking out. Jane's freaking out that they're known as the Monterey Five, that everyone's talking about them. And talking he was about really the, rude on the beach. So rude yeah, on the beach. Yeah, it was really weird. Like and he like, interrupted her dancing and he was like, that's weird. And then basically called her a murderer and then ran into the sea. The yeah. Monterey Five sounds like a Netflix series that we'd all love to watch. Totally. Yeah. Um. So they're discussing being the Monterey Five in the car. And Renata says that she knows a woman who's riding a police officer that told her that the police officer told her that the case is closed. Well, not closed, closed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Madeline calls to see Nathan and Bonnie's house. Stunning house. If I could really live cute. in any house ever that I've ever seen in my entire life. It's, it's like that. a sanctuary, a wooden sanctuary. Yeah. I want to be Zoe Kravitz, I want to look like her and I want to live in her house. I it just looks don't like want Nathan smells to be of near incense. the place. Incense, incense candles calmness. lit, sage everywhere, yeah. Yeah. Yoga chakras constantly. aligned. It's probably a bit too pungent for me. Gorgeous food in the frame. Well, you wouldn't want to be in my house. Honestly, the incense, you can't see yourself with the smoke, Brendan, but it keeps me very calm. Very good. Namaste um, So Bonnie steps out Of the front of the house um, While Nathan and Abigail Are inside And basically Like Madeline's like Are you okay And she's like No I'm stressed out of my head Like if we just said In the first place That what happened Happened and it was an accident I would have got away With you know um, She would have got manslaughter In 11 months in prison yeah. And they said she, it At the end of season yeah. one service Of course they would But they she money is for days. She is like The guilt is Seeping out of her pores Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's crippled to it at this stage. Yeah, so she, like she thinks that she would have got away with self-defence and that it would all be over by now. Yeah. Um, that she, she's like, yeah, I've cut myself off from my husband, from my friends, from everyone. Um, Madeline then goes, Nathan kind of comes out then and interrupts them. So Madeline goes inside and she wants to have a word with Abigail about the fact that she doesn't want to go to college. And Abigail says she wants to help the homeless. <laughs> to which to which Madeline replies, I don't give a fuck about the homeless. <laughs> and she's like, that's not what I meant. I have the quote, will I do yeah, it? Yeah, please. I don't give a fuck. I don't care about the fucking homeless people. And then she's like, that's not what I meant. I do care about homeless people. I just think that you can give money to some charity while you actually attend college. <laughs> Twitter blew up. Yeah. Um, so basically it transpires that she tells... Uh, Abigail that she's going to college because Madeline never did she's like I want you to have something that I didn't have and she's like well it's not happening hmm. Jane and Celeste meanwhile go for a glass of wine that in a bar that looks really nice I'd say you get a nice potatoes bravas yeah, there yeah it's kind of like real indoorsy outdoorsy fire everyone pit everyone had an individual fire pit yeah never in 400 years will we have something like that in Ireland imagine the red tape <laughs> and the guards and the, and the weather and everyone being involved in the weather we just oh my god it was the coolest thing ever wasn't it yeah um, so um, they're having their glass of vino and Celeste asks Jane why she hasn't been cashing the cheques so Celeste has always been writing checks for Jane. Jane says because it's rape money. 
Um, Celeste says, Ziggy is Perry's blood and is entitled to it. Uh, Jane then asks Celeste if she hates her for sleeping with her husband, to which Celeste reminds her that she was raped. Um, Bonnie goes for a walk very close to a police station. Yeah, very close. Kind of having a look in. Turned away around. quickly when someone came out. Yeah, yeah she's, Dodge. Yeah, she's, she's a woman the on the edge. And the other women don't seem to get that because if she goes and talks, they're all screwed for lying then. That's preventing the course of justice. Yeah. yeah, they're in bigger trouble. So they kind of really need to make sure she's okay and they don't seem to be getting that at all. They should be supporting her more than they are. Entirely. They've completely moved on and while I think they're they're dealing with it subconsciously, like Madeline is clearly not okay. No. She doesn't get it at all with Bonnie, I don't think. But Bonnie saved Celeste's life. Absolutely. She did. Yeah. But uh, but she also murdered someone and they're the only other people that she can speak to about it. Also, yeah, like, and we we have all been saying and everyone's saying like murder, murder, murder. Like it wasn't premeditated. It wasn't planned. She didn't like she, I don't think she meant to kill him. She no, shoved him. She was trying to just away, get him from, away from her. Yeah, and I don't think and she had a choice because Celeste was going to be killed. Yeah, so I like I think regardless, she would never have been done for murder. It wouldn't be classified as murder. No, it would no. be manslaughter or a homicide or you know self defense. Yeah. Also, do you remember last week you said about her grabbing her throat? Yeah. yeah. I wonder from rewatching it again, is that just? Uh, maybe there's nothing in the past and is it just because I think when he fell on the steps like you said it I think he broke his neck and there was a bone poking out was she, was she just like grabbing her throat for that reason potentially but both of her parents are coming into this season so uh, yeah, Martin so. and Elizabeth Howard they're going to be played by Martin Donovan who's in Weeds and a new actress called Crystal Fox and I just do not think they'd bring them in unless she has some sort yeah. of relevant backstory fair enough um, Celeste is having another nightmare In it The Monterey Five Are standing in a police station The night the killing happened And Perry walks in To take part In an identity parade And th- like It just I was singing it straight away From Chicago He oh, had sorry. it coming Yeah and I, your, your tweet did very well Brendan on the live tweet That's, That's That song's been in my head All week since you I just, put I that tweet I loved up. it And th- like just all of them Dressed up You know As um, Mo- Oh my god Audrey Hepburn. Audrey, Audrey Hepburn. Hepburn. And what holding it, like, their like one, two, three, oh, four. What an iconic shots. image. It was so brilliant, good. wasn't it? Um, Celeste. Because I wouldn't, sorry, no, it could totally interrupt you, but they kept putting that out as the image for season two. Yes. And I was like, they didn't bring those women down to a police station and line them up, yeah. did they? So that's obviously yeah. where it came from. So good. Um, Celeste wakes from the latest nightmare with Mary Louise standing over her. <laughs> Terrifying. Season 2, episode 1 of Big Little Lies closes with Mary Louise asking her daughter-in-law, So, who are we killing? Oh, I got chills. <laughs> and that feeds back into, so I have a little theory. Oh, Tell us, Brendan, I'm all ears. I suppose we're officially into the mini thoughts and theories yep. segment. Going to be nothing like what we have to try and do for Line of Duty, but just little fun bits. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So now, when I say theory, that's, I mean, use the term loosely. I think it's possible that Mary Louise isn't hearing Celeste say these words, but she's just telling her that she's heard them to see what she'll get out oh, of her. Sweet oh, sweet Jesus. So yeah. she's heard, she's go, oh, you, you mentioned rape. Oh, you said you're killing someone. And she, just to rattle her and basically get her to confess. Because she obviously has a gut and a mother's intuition and kind of, you know, thinks that he was murdered. Yeah. And so she's just going to press all the buttons and say that Celeste has been saying these things in her sleep when maybe she hasn't heard her. Or maybe she did hear her. No, Brendan, that's something. absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And I think, to be honest with you, she knows her son. She's so adamant that her son didn't die accidentally because he's her son. She brought him up. She knows what he's like. I don't think he hid his tendencies, his aggressive yeah, violent tendencies from her. Also, her husband, Perry's father, isn't in the picture, so... You know, is it something that she experienced with him? And she's putting two and two together and she's like, I know my son is a violent man, yet he's the one not here. That did not happen by accident. And over the dinner table, when she was talking to the twins and Celeste, and, you know, she's saying, if I could have anything, I just want my son back. My Perry, she kept saying, my Perry. And can we all please talk about (laughs) her scream? And the Emmy Award goes to, I'm sorry, the scream. The scream. Do we want to go through some favourite moments? I have like a little list yeah. of mine if you want to think of yours. So I already mentioned one. It's Celeste getting out of bed and throwing on that coat and going to the school looking better than I will on my wedding day. Renata dancing to Diana Ross in my house during the photo shoot. <laughs> That's not even my favourite scene. That is one of my favourite TV moments of ever. all time. She looked like Wonder Woman. Uh, Jane dancing on the beach. I really liked that. And I was like, I wish that I could feel that free to do something like that. And maybe I just will. So if you see me upstairs dancing on the balcony, just leave me alone. (laughs) Um, And then obviously building up to, I swear to God, I'm not sure if this is the reaction you're meant to have. I had 
tears in my eyes the fucking scream, the scream. I just didn't expect <laughs> it and it's, it's so like she's 69 years of age like <laughs> it was so loud and then it's Nicole Kidman's reaction to it she's, did you see the shot of one of the kids and the kids they're like what's going on <laughs> well my favourite part is obviously the scream but it's the memes afterwards like someone remixed uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's Shallow and then there's Meryl screaming like there's another one of Madonna's Ray of Light you know and it's like and I feel like a ah! <laughs> like the memes around the screen were just absolutely iconic but Meryl like every single what's the word every single note of that scream you could feel it you could feel that grief coming out of her but it she's was, unhinged as well she's like, yeah. unhinged. I don't know what to make of her character I'm like okay she's trying to be nice I know she's like a woman on the mission but there just seems to be so many layers to her she makes me feel really unsettled I feel so unsettled yeah definitely yeah. you don't know how to read her and you know it's exactly like Perry she's the most powerful person in every room that she walks into and I think what she wants to happen will happen what she say goes and and it's a bit like we're all at the what's the word the feet of Meryl in this series and she's I think. liable yeah. to do or say or anything. Do anything anything like she honestly if someone turned around next week and say says to me oh Mary Louise murdered four of the Monterey five I'd be like oh I believe it <laughs> guys do you want to know the best thing I learned this week I'm actually like Go on. Giddy to tell you this. Maybe this is common knowledge but I did I not didn't know. know it either do you know what I'm th- about to are we say? talking about someone's name so this is the re so basically right I'll go back for a little second we'll just build up to this in case no one knows Meryl joined the cast without reading one word of the script yeah. right um, she described season one as the greatest thing on TV according to it and in an interview with the Hollywood Reporter and she signed up for it straight away because the role was created for her by the original author of the book so Leanne Moriarty and writer David E. Kelly and the role was created for her so specifically because Meryl Streep's actual name is, is Mary, Mary Louise. Louise did not know that so Leanne Mary Rose died. Leanne was brought back for season two to write uh, like the, the what's the word like the plot she wrote a novella yeah novella for it so within her 200 page novella she almost sent a a telepathic message to Meryl by creating a character called Mary Louise with her it's Mary Louise Streep Meryl is the stage name the glamour guys are you do you want to know something else yeah I think I know what it is so basically I was like having a look on Twitter because I was looking for different theories, like just to get the gist of what the the different moments that people really loved so much. And um, some fans reckon that Big Little Lies actually shares a cinematic no. universe with what? With Mamma Mia. Okay, go on. <clears throat> okay, what? so it all started, right, on Monday or Sunday, whatever day, wherever you live. Someone called Molly tweeted, I can't remember her handle, we will credit her. She tweeted and she wrote, If Meryl Streep's son is Alexander Skarsgård, I believe we finally have the answer to who the real dad is in Mamma Mia. <laughs> okay, I'm screaming. So bring it back to Mamma Mia for a second. So Meryl played Donna in Mamma Mia. Her daughter Sophie played by Amanda Seyfried. Uh, she's getting married and she's trying to find out who her real dad is because she wants him to walk her down the aisle on her big day. She invites three men from her mum, Donna's past, to come to Greece to find out, like, you know, if they're her her dad. And one of them is Bill Anderson, played by Stellan Skarsgård, who is Alexander Skarsgård's dad. Alexander Skarsgård, a.k.a. Perry, a.k.a. 
Mary Louise's son. Oh my God. So, <laughs> that's so good. I know. I love that. So basically like loads of fans now who are obsessed with Mama Mia and obsessed with Big Little Lies reckon that Sophie and Perry are siblings somewhere within this universe and uh, Big Little Lies and Mama Mia. Um, it's a lot to take in. I it mean, is a lot. One, one thing is in Greece and in Santorini <laughs> they're dancing around. You know what I mean? They're singing ABBA and then this is here. We're in Monterey and we're listening to Sinead O'Connor do you know what I mean? But yeah. Leon listen, Bridges. Well, I, I tell you something. I loved it. I love that theory. I love that theory. Uh, Nicole Kidman had a, a a brief fling. Well, not brief. Now went on for nearly two years with Lenny Kravitz. So she's in the Monterey Five with Zoe Kravitz, who plays no Bonnie. And in 2003, going into 2004, she was sleeping with her dad. I love Lenny Kravitz. He's Jeez. so fabulous. Now, I mean, all I ever think of is that huge scarf. <laughs> yeah, do you remember when that <laughs> went viral? Yeah. yeah, guys, I have something really brilliant to tell you. Sit oh, back. Was that your big news? Yeah. Okay. I'm really glad that you didn't see this then. Okay, you ready for this? Meryl is wearing fake teeth in this Yeah. <laughs> Some eagle-eyed yeah. viewers spotted it. They are designed and based on Alexander Skarsgård's actual teeth. According to page six, an attendee... Sorry, listen to how Big Little Lies this is. According to page six, an attendee at the Big Little Lies HBO after party was overheard saying Meryl (laughs) asked to wear the teeth to more resemble her on-screen son. So page six investigated this. An executive for the show then confirmed, yes, they were 100% fashioned and inspired by Alexander Skarsgård's teeth. I love it. It was Meryl's brilliant idea. Also, apparently Meryl sipped martinis and danced to Lizzo that whole night at the after party (laughs) for the launch. Amazing. Back to the teeth. Not only did she come up with the idea, <laughs> but she also teeth. told no one that she was having them made. <laughs> so Cosmopolitan <laughs> investigated this. So they spoke with um, Catherine Ka- Ka- Newton, who plays Abigail Carlson, so Madeline's daughter on Big Little Lies. She was doing a profile with the magazine and she, she dropped what they're calling a tooth bomb. And she said, I was blown away by her dedication as an actor. She made the teeth for the role. <laughs> but that's not all. She got them made. Like, she didn't ask anybody. She just did it. <laughs> oh and turned God. up on day one and stood across from Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon and everyone else with the teeth in and said nothing. But There's like something about did, Meryl. Did Meryl just, like, f- phone up Alexander Skarsgård on the side? Like, here, dude, can I get a, a Give mold your dental of your records. <laughs> yes, Brendan, that is actually <laughs> what happened. If Meryl Street rang me up and was like can I have a follicle of your hair I'm like absolutely you tell me where you wanted to go do what you want so please if you're listening what you need to do two things you need to look at Meryl Streep then Meryl Streep in this you need to do a side by side then you need to look at Meryl in this so Mary Louise Wright and Perry <laughs> and the fucking teeth right, we need to get next week's guest is an orthodontist we um <laughs> yeah. we honestly I did cop from the start that she'd fake teeth in but I had no idea about the I weird story. I thought she was story. just holding her mouth differently, but when yeah. you see the photos, they're his teeth. It's absolutely <laughs> <laughs> like of all the elements that she could take from him in season one, I'm obsessed. I thought she went off and did it off her own back. Like her and the her PA, in she's like, I've had a great idea. <laughs> Shove oh his teeth gosh. in me, gob. Uh, come here. Apparently, now I don't know if this is true or not. You know the 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 first leaked uh, still that we got like about a year ago of um, Reese with a spoon chucking the ice the cream ice at Meryl. Cream. Apparently that scene's been cut. Oh, 
because I saw someone tweet it being like only a few hours until we see one of the most iconic <laughs> scenes and it yeah. wasn't there now yeah I don't know who knows this and how they know it but apparently it's been cut but well, I, I wonder if we'll see it later if, if Mary yeah. Louise pisses off Madeline even more I, I think know. it needs to build for a little while I didn't expect to see it in this yeah in the first one what do we think about Ed and Bonnie Ed and what's the girl's name with the Tory, job Tory, Tory. It, like Joseph's wife there's, there's something's gonna happen Ed's having an affair this so season guys, adamant we don't have a trailer for next week's episode but we do have the title and a brief synopsis which is on IMDB so uh, next week's episode is gonna be called Tell Tale Hearts okay or is it Tell Take I'm not sure no if it's I, Tell Tale Hearts Tell Tale Hearts sorry I have a typo and uh, the synopsis reads Renata faces an uncertain future when Gordon lands in legal trouble sorry Gordon was in bits in this episode Gordon was drinking in a dark room playing with trains by himself like a pal while she was out singing Diana Ross being it's, glamorous it's my house yeah I think he spent all the money I think he's lost all he the money he cannot deal with a powerful woman I don't no, think no I can. think he's lost all the money and she's there doing a women in power thing and then he's lost it all and it's all going to come crashing down because in one of the trailers there was a brief clip of Renata in another gorgeous red suit in a courtroom. Yes, you said that last so week. I just wonder now what's gone on there. Um, sorry, and then the rest of the synopsis says, Celeste opens up to Mary Louise about her relationship with Perry and Ed confronts Madeline about her secrets. So it seems Tori may have spilled the tea to Ed about her husband and his wife's affair last I season. have a prediction. Totally could be wrong. I think Ed is going to have maybe not a full affair, but like nearly an affair. So like get to a situation like with a very vulnerable Bonnie yep. or with a very, I don't know what the word is to use for Tori. Like she is out to ruin her own life now because she's so angry at Joe. I don't even know why she's still in the marriage. She literally got her boobs done to piss him off. So I think Ed is going to get into a situation, not go through with it because he's steady Eddie. He's a good guy. Go straight home and tell Madeline, be so, so sorry. And she's going to crumble because she, ha- she was the one that had the full on affair I, I think <clears throat> that Ed and Bonnie are going to go for lunch and they're going to become very close mm-hmm. and Bonnie is going to tell Ed what she did and what happened that night and I think that could be the secret oh. he might confront Madeline with yeah okay I like that I would like them to bomb chicken wah wah but I don't think I think it could be and then maybe Tori's going to play a bigger role I think though I don't think they brought her back with a bang like that <laughs> Um, <laughs> for no reason I think she's coming back into Do you know when you see something before you see like I didn't even know where they were or what all I saw were <laughs> breasts <laughs> I was like oh my god <laughs> I loved it so much oh, do you want brilliant. like I just have a page of like really small little random fun facts we've gone through some of them when we go through the rest yeah yep. Um. so we went through that Nicole Gibbon like dated Zoe Kravitz's guys Lenny Kravitz though like Dad. honestly his He's voice stunning. is like velvet like so many amazing Amazing Very songs. Stunning. I'll be waiting. Like, oh, I'll be waiting. Such a great song. Like, how could you not go out with them? Seriously. So, you know, Otter Bay Elementary has gotten a new teacher. Mm-hmm. So his name is, so his name is Mo McRae. The teacher's actual name in the show is Michael Perkins, right? And I thought this was so funny. So according to Cosmopolitan, he plays the second grade teacher and he causes Renata's, or will cause in an upcoming episode, <laughs> Renata's daughter to have a panic attack after a lesson on global warming. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Like, he is not going to hear the end of that. Isn't that the best? You'd quit. Also, will we have a little chat about the salaries? I know what every single one of them is earning for this show. Uh, the, the actual actors? The actual actors. Well, obviously Meryl's on more than anyone put well, together. Deserved. No. Give them all the money. Okay. 
Nicole Kidman was getting 275,000. Now, this is in pounds, so not euros or dollars. An episode. Pounds per episode. Yeah. While Reese was getting 200,000 pounds per episode for season one. Mm-hmm. Now, that's jumped. They're both on the same now. What do you think it is, Rebecca? Um, it's jumped now. Uh, 500,000. No, Brendan? 400,000. No, they're getting 785,000 pounds per episode for season two. Because they're acting, for just acting or acting and producing? That It just says that's the paycheck right. per episode. So I'd imagine the whole shebang. Yeah. Shailene and Jane are getting, no, Shailene is Jane. Shailene and Laura Dern are getting 400,000 pounds per episode yeah. for season two. Zoe Kravis is getting 335,000 yeah. pounds for season two. And Meryl is getting, came straight in at 628,000 pounds per episode for season two. It's juice, isn't it? Mm. I feel like I shouldn't know what they're earning, but I'm glad that I do. Also, want to talk to you really quickly about the detective who was basically on these guys. Detective Adrian Quinlan. She was in that whole episode yeah. flicking a lighter. Oh, did you see, did you see yeah. her from behind some of the shots? The reflection in that weird mirror mm-hmm. that you caught. You know, when you're in an interview room. I never have been, but I always <laughs> I was think someone's going to You know cough. when you're in an interview yeah. room. I did a market research before and someone coughed from the other side. And I was like, oh, oh God, God, there's someone watching us. I know, it's terrifying. So I read this last week on Wikipedia, but I didn't believe it, so I didn't want to say it. Remember we were speaking about the binoculars. It's the last scene. Uh, the binoculars. Episode. Yeah, yeah. be watching one, you. The binocs. Now, I thought that was um, Meryl Streep had hired a private detective. And it was going to come back into season two. That's who I thought that was. Yeah. That has now been officially confirmed as police detective <gasps> Adrian Quinlan. That was her with the binoculars. Because if you watch that episode with subtitles on, um, it comes up that lighter clicks and lighter unclicks during that beach scene. Okay. Oh so my. she's there. I'm sorry. Did you notice that? Um, Yeah. I did, but I, I you just heard a lighter click. myself. Yeah, you can hear it when you watch it back. Rebecca, I've watched that episode four times now. My sister came out for dinner last week. I watched it again. Oh I've watched God. it five times. I'm very unobservant. So this is an article from The Ringer. I actually don't have the author's name, so I'm really sorry about that. But she brings up some interesting questions, so I thought I would put them to you. Mm-hmm. So the more we see of Quinn and the more questions I have, the other writes... Why is she so investigated in cracking what seems to be a basic case of self-defense? Women against men. As a female detective. Now, maybe we, I shouldn't even be bringing gender into this, but it does seem a bit unusual. Like when Nicole Kidman was in that police room at the end of season one, she's clearly back black and blue she's battered so I'm just a bit like why is that woman so quick to presume that she's lying yeah maybe there's more to the story though I think there is and what is the nature um, like Madeline does rub people up the wrong way like there's a chance that she could have a connection to something like that you know what I mean yeah Um, so guys yeah I'm just I'd I'd be watching her and then the clicking with the lighter is it a nervous tick is it a side effect of a stressful job is it restless hands or is it something more sinister she is a character to watch there's something going on with her oh is it like arson at some point don't know just oh putting it I would have just thought it's just a, a detective just clicking a lighter. Yeah, now that you've said it though, you put it in my head. But there's a I reason why have... she's been so they keep like she is very much lurking there's... in the background. 
I'm just showing Rebecca and Brendan Exhibit A. Exhibit A. It document one in your folders. Document one in your folders. It is the screen grab of the end of season one with the subtitles on and we can see a lighter clicks. So that is her with the binox. So do think going into episode two and for the rest of the season that the ones to watch, as in the ones who could make it all go tits up, are Mary Louise, Bonnie. Ed, Bonnie. At Detective Quinlan, now I'm adding to the list. Yeah. She's out for blood for some strange They're reason. the ones that could... Or... Warren, the principal. Oh, curveball from Rev. Yeah. I Over feel, what he said to Madeline. Yeah, yeah, I feel like what that was, that was, you know, a suspicious tone he took. She's not being very nice to him. I would just wonder, you know... I mean, is, is there CCTV? Do they not have cameras on that school? Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good point. But maybe surely, if they did, though, the police would have got that scene. Maybe that's why the yellow tape was there, Brandon, to to show us that no one was meant to be using that stairs, yeah. and because no one was using that stairs, it wasn't an area within CCTV. Yeah. I have one more question for you guys, and one suspicion that I'm putting out there: Madeline and the multiple cupcakes, and straight after the multiple cupcakes, going to the coffee shop and getting a, a chocolate muffin. bun. Look great. It looks gorgeous. Eat what you want. I don't stop She's eating. She's stress eating. Is she stress eating? I would imagine. Is she pregnant? Yeah, I thought pregnant when you... The first yeah. thing I saw, she keeps up appearances. She got out of the car. She talked about, oh, have I got fat over the summer? Oh, have I got yeah, fat? And yeah. then grabs two muffins, one for each thigh. Now, it could just be she's stress eating. It's to add on to the Madeline up to 90 thing. I would be shocked if she's not pregnant with Ed's baby inverted commas. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, because I just don't know if her and Ed have been, you know, intimate. Well, you know? just that one time in the utility room. But and I really swear, through, I bet it? you, right? Excuse I me? I don't think it really went. Didn't the daughter interrupt <laughs> them? I don't My think it like, goodness, went ahead. I don't think it went ahead. Do you know no, what I mean? I think they got interrupted and then they went again. I wasn't sure, Brendan. I, we'll go back and check. They didn't go again. I thought it was just th- over. They went to go in the kitchen and then she said, you do whatever it was you're pretending not to do. And he said, come on into the utility room. Oh my oh God. My well, I goodness. bet you, right, if she is pregnant, I have a feeling it's Joe's and I have a feeling she will find out and then she will be being very nice towards Ed because she'll need to rack up a few notches on that bedpost to convince him that oh, kid geez. is his. That oh my is my theory. Right. Well, watch that space. I mean, Hannah said at first, I didn't notice that at all. I literally thought she was hungry and I was like, that's me. <laughs> oh, Give straight me the up me, Mill and a Bourneville, like literally the family sized ones. But uh, no, that just, they do it's not put something that she in did for last. a reason. Yeah. And it's it was not something she did last It was season. in the first few scenes kind of in a row as well. It was like, how could you, you know what I mean? It's and like it's another right muffin. after she mentioned keeping up appearances and yeah. mentioned weight and straight away sees a muffin and she's like, give it to me. And then he asks, is it gluten free? It's like, you're really meant to notice it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, guys, we've anything else to add for that now. The, I don't. The no. soundtrack is phenomenal. It um, is, yeah. A website called popbuzz.com have put a list of all the songs in the first episode. So Jane dances to uh, Sufjan Stevens' Mystery of Love, which is in Call Me By Your Name. Sorry, the so, pronunciation of that first word. I Rebecca. never can say his name. You nailed it. That's what I'm saying. So loads of loads of fans love that they put that song in because it shows that like Ziggy and Jane are into Call Me By Your Name because that was a huge song in the soundtrack. That was really cool, them dancing to that. I'm like, I just want to be like her. She, yeah, she's kind of, Jane's, seems to be coping. Okay. Also, one thing that we didn't say earlier was that she's living in a new apartment. Yeah, she is, yeah. 
Yeah, but she's got the new job, I think, and stuff. So things are yeah. looking up for her while they're going downhill for Madeline. And she's obviously Renata. not as broke as she was in the first series because she's she doesn't need or well not well, that she what doesn't she need, was but afraid she's not of taken. is gone. I found yeah. the scenes of um, Celeste, uh, like you know, the flashbacks almost of her relationship with Perry. Like they were very, very sad. Very sad, and I also wonder though, are some of them exaggerated? Because she, when she went to see the counselor, she sees herself as the monster. So I don't know if if mm-hmm. what she's recalling it is happened, what happened in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does do a good job of showing though that even when someone is violent, like she says, she she misses him in this episode and stuff. Like she still really loves him. He's the father of her ch- children. They have a lot of history together. So it just shows how complicated your feelings are. I really missed Amabella in this episode. Was she? I didn't see her at all. No, I didn't. No, see we her, didn't no. really get much of the kids. I love Madeline's child as well. Chloe? Yeah. Uh, um, unbelievable taste in music that she has. Also, Attitude one thing that I, well, last week when I was looking up like Big Little Lies videos and stuff like that, I saw that loads of drag queens from Drag Race that like I am obsessed with through a party called Amabella's Party. And like I can't and I'm dying now to throw an Amabella party we also did a really gas poll on Twitter and um, Hannah put this up to the day and it was would you uh, choose to if you had to uh, to go to Amabella's, uh, Amabella's party or go to Disney on ice we were being giddy and Rebecca was telling me about the drag queens and I was like let's just put up a poll and see and what you thought 84% of people would rather go to Disney on Ice with Madeline and the Champagne Flutes and <laughs> the Fleetwood, and Fleetwood, Mac, Fleetwood Mac, Mac in the back of the, back of the limo. <laughs> the limo, sorry. With only, with only 16% choosing to go to Amabella's birthday Poor party. Amabella. Now, see, I don't think that's a, a slight on Amabella, it's a slight on her mother. No, but I'm going to put a spatter in the works after seeing the photo shoot with Diana, like to the Diana Ross yeah. song. I mean, we may I need to go to Amabella's, Amabella's birthday, birthday party, party next year. Pop in on the way home. Okay, guys, that is it for tonight's Big Little Shrine. Thanks a million for listening in. Not as always, from now we are actually on Twitter and on Instagram at ShrinePod, where we will be talking all things Big Little Lies for the next seven weeks. We will be setting up our Big Little Shrine, very specific feed coming next week. So at the moment, this is coming to you down your Shrine of Judy feed. But if you want to keep listening to our Big Little Lies content, give it a couple of days and then you are searching for Big Little Shrine where you get your podcasts currently available on Spotify we're just waiting for Apple but we will update you on Twitter we will be back on Monday night when one of us maybe me or Rebecca because Brendan took the reins last week will be live tweeting yes from Monterey I'm gonna have a wine yeah I think I'll have to have a wine as well some Leon Bridges before it starts so I'm really in the Californian mood might wear like something from the Gap I really want to get a nice um like a a silk dressing gown I feel like Celeste is one of them you know in the cupboard yeah, I might wear some like something knit. Like I just want to be Zoe Kravitz, so I'll do that. I'll have the incense on. Who are you, Brandon? Um, Renata. <laughs> you can be Renata, be Renata. in the pair. I actually outfit. have a silk. Um, is it a kimono? Yeah, do, do, do you, you know who you? A friend of mine gave that to me because I was a, a bridesman. Of no, mine. <laughs> I was a bridesman for the first time in my life last year, and you know, yeah, I was like got, got a few nice little gifts, and one of them was a, a, a like a royal blue, like almost navy kind of um, silk kimono. That sounds beautiful. Or so I'll you know pop what? that on, pour a glass of Savvy B, and I'm ready. If that falls through, Brandon, you could always pop to the shop, get yourself two melons, shove them up your top, and be Tory. Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.